Uh, so that that was teased. Oh. Uh, yeah. I was thinking the opposite. I was trying to figure out how the fall guys, like the little bean guys, were going to be. <laughs> <in it. laughs> yeah, they're going to be new opponents. For uh, you. So I was looking at it, going, "How are they going to? How are they going to fight all these robot monsters?" Well, John, you don't know it because we see it from a screen, but their size is actually the size of freaking a long a long neck. Yeah, <laughs> just just imagine getting on Horizon and you the giant long necks are walking around, but it's giant bean character from Fall Guys. <laughs> Welcome into Lighthearted Gamers, episode 57. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having an incredible day today, whatever day you're listening or perhaps watching this podcast over at our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Make sure you give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. Let's keep growing the channel. We'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, we got a pretty good episode here today. This week we had Tales of Arise come out. We do have John here in studio to give his thoughts on that. He's dumped a, a pretty good amount of time into it over just like a, a day and a half, basically. Uh, and we also gonna have the PS5 showcase, of course, that, you know, 40 plus minute, a uh, lot of awesome announcements towards the end, mostly kind of a snooze fest up in the earlier parts. John can attest for that for sure. Uh, join with me as always. I do have Zach here in studio. Zach, man, how you feeling today? I'm doing good. Can't complain. You know what's weird? What? I remember seeing something about people searching for that Nintendo Direct earlier this week. Yep. Everyone's still looking for it. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be this week. I, I do. <laughs> I think it's going to be this upcoming week that we're about to get into. I think we're going to get to see that Nintendo Direct. Uh, we'll see. I think we, we will get something this month. You know, watch it not even be a Nintendo Direct. Watch it be the partner showcase. Something know. like that, yeah. Yeah, something stupid. But I do think we're going to get something this week for sure. Uh, and like I said, John is here in studio. John, man, how you feeling today? I'm doing all right. A little tired today. A little tired today. A little tired. I mean, you've been dumping a lot of time on Tales for Eyes. It can, it can tire you out. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, if you guys have not checked out a lot of our gamers episode 50, I definitely recommend going doing that. 50 incredible games that you absolutely need to play. Uh, make sure to check my other podcast, Animan Plus. You can follow us at Twitter at Animan Podcast. And I also have my other, uh, my other podcast that just launched, a terrible football show. Go follow that at Twitter at TerribleFBShow. Uh, that is going to be uploaded every single Thursday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. It will be on all platforms, audio-only podcasts, but the audio version will still be on YouTube as well. And uh, if you want to support us further, Patreon's a great way to do so. Don't feel obligated, though. You know, just listening. Be a friend. Tell a friend. It's enough for us. But, hey, if you got some extra cash you want to throw away, we would definitely greatly appreciate that. Uh, with that said, I, guess, I figure we can just go ahead and jump into it now. We have Tales of Arise to talk about. We're going to kind of lead off with that, pass it over to John. So, John, you've dumped about, like, what, a grand total of probably 18 hours into Tales of Arise so far. Is that about right? Uh, somewhere around there. It's, I think it was a little more than that when I when I stopped playing earlier. And so far, I will say this this game has been very, very fun to play. And so far, the the story is starting to get more interesting uh, the more I play it. Uh, the game, is, uh, the basic story of the game is uh, there's two, basically two different classes of people on this planet, like in this uh, world. And 300 years ago, one of them, through their superior technology conquered the other one and enslaved him. And the story is basically you following uh, several characters through trying to essentially uh, usurp the lords Mm -hmm. of the five regions of the game 
and take back your freedom. Okay. Is is the basic concept there. And uh I will say the like the beginning story of it kind of just throws you into it. It's like here's your character. It's it's like here's your main character, here's your here's your uh initial like kind of mentor figures. Now uh go about your quest. Kind of kind of rushed a little bit there, but as it as you play kind of ramps up pretty pretty good from there. Uh but the beginning was a little shaky, little shaky on the story front. Uh, but luckily, the game shines not necessarily in the story, but in the combat. Okay. The combat of the game, even at the very beginning, feels very fast-paced and rewarding in the sense of even when you only have like two to three different abilities both for like ground combat and aerial combat you can still string some pretty good combos and carry like carry enemies around the entire during the entire fight okay so the gameplay doesn't necessarily feel like overly i guess basic is a way to put it where you didn't like you don't have a whole lot going on just kind of is it is it just like a button mash kind of is basically kind of what i'm getting at or is there actually a lot more to it, a lot more depth uh it can be kind of button mashy if you want it to be. Uh, I haven't found that to be the most beneficial so far. Okay. Uh, switching the different arts that I've unlocked so far, I've found a lot more use in being able to, uh, for the most part, carry a combo out to its as far as I can, mm-hmm. because the more the more damage you inflict on enemies, you can inflict a down status on them, and when they're da- it's like when you uh, inflict that status on them, one aerial enemies will fall to the ground, and then enemies that are on the ground will also just kind of fall over and have a couple seconds where they're not doing any actions, where you can get bonus damage on them. So the the more damage you can inflict and the longer your combo can go, the more likely you are to stagger them. And then some, it's like uh, certain enemy types will have like a casting time for their abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is displayed as like a purple circle that fills up on them. And uh, if you, inf- it's like they get kind of like an armor while they're doing it uh, to be able to keep casting. But if you hit them enough, uh, you can knock them down from there and just cancel the, it's like cancel their cast on it as well. So I've found for the most part, being able to kind of carry, carry out my uh, attacks into as long, large of a streak as possible mm-hmm. to be more beneficial because uh and then there's also the thing in it of when you get them uh enemies down to uh below like a quarter health or something uh you get a kind of blue diamond that fills up on them and if it fills up you can hit one of your the directional pads that ties into one of your support characters and essentially have a finishing attack that'll just wipe them out from that point okay out of curiosity john what system are you playing this on uh i'm playing it on my ps4 okay uh which this this was something that uh i didn't know was going to be the case at first because i was debating about getting it on steam or my ps4 fair and the game actually unlocked five five or six hours earlier on steam than it did on ps4 i noticed that actually it it unlocked it at I think it was 5 p.m. Uh, Central Time on Steam on Thursday, 
whereas on PS4, it didn't unlock until 11. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I noticed that because I was off on Thursday and I was messing on Steam and I said, and I saw it said Tales of Arise available. I was like, oh. And then I was looked on my Xbox and I saw it still on upcoming. I was like, that's weird. Yeah, because I did a double take. At first, like, as soon as I got that notification, I looked over at my PlayStation and it still had like, uh, like a six-hour countdown timer on it. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is... This is weird. Huh. Uh, but yeah, so far, so far in the game, I've, I don't know how much like post story content there is. There usually is at least some. In most like, Tales games, there's something. There, there's something. It may not be like great, or it may not be like super in depth or long, but there's always something. Uh, and I will say, so far, every area that I've gone through and kind of cleared out, uh, a, like a little while later after progressing further in the story, or maybe it's just like level caps that I'm hitting. Uh, if I look back through like my maps and to previous zones that I've been in sub quests start unlocking uh, more and more frequently mm-hmm. as I'm playing through the game. So then I've been jumping back and playing through some of those as well. And it, as I assume was kind of a hint that, Hey, there's going to, some of this stuff will be relevant the later you get in the game as well, one of the first sub-quests I get is to go clear out one of these, uh, like, big monsters that I had seen as I was walking through one of the previous areas. I was like, yeah, I'll pick that up, and I'll go I'll go check it out. Might not be able to do it yet, but there's no harm in trying it. Right. I go back to it. I'm, like, level 6 at this point. Mm-hmm. And the, the monster I'm going to fight is, like, level 43. You is fucked. And I'm like, all right, well, let's just wipe this up and go back to town. I'll come back and do this <laughs> later. <laughs> but so it is It is nice to see that kind of older areas that you kind of go through and think, okay, well, don't really need to come back here. It is nice to see that some of the stuff is still unlocking as I go and uh, giving me more reasons to kind of come back and visit those areas again, even if it's just for 10, 15 minutes to do a little hunt or something. Yeah. So, what is like the areas like? Like what? Like what is the world like that we're we're talking about here? Uh, it's essentially just uh, a zone based game. So, you, uh, once you enter into a zone, it's if it's a city, then you kind of get different, uh, like the inn you can go to, different alleyways and that that you can walk down. But in the kind of more open areas, it's essentially like open fields or uh, for the most part, where there's just a couple different levels run around. You can gather materials, uh, like cooking materials. I just unlocked uh, fishing, which is nice. And I, I know so how much you love fishing. Yeah, it's it's little. Took me a, took me a good good few minutes to understand the mechanics of it at first because it gave me the option. So you can go look at the the. To t- like the help options for this, I'm like, oh, I've figured out. <laughs> well, there's like different types of like reeling that you can do for attracting the fish, but the rarer ones, you have to do like a, a series of common, like a series of button presses to that make the more common ones not interested in it. But then when you hit the one to attract the more rare one, because this is all just timed button presses. Yeah. So it's like a soft shake, real, and hard shake. So it's like you'll have to, like, hard shake, like, six or seven times to make the common fish not interested in it, and then hit real, and the, the rare one will start moving towards it. 
But the common one also just zips back that way. So you got to continuously keep doing that to try to uh, to try to reel so in what the, you're the telling rare you is ones. You're seducing sh- fish. Basically, <laughs> it was it was way more convoluted than I wanted to to, to catch a catfish. All right. Well, yeah, it's like there's it's in the open like field areas. There's cooking ingredients you can get. There's uh, there's like the mining outcrops where you can get your materials to make your accessories and that. Mm-hmm. And then there's usually like campfires and that to be able to do. Uh, to rest at, uh, to get all your health and everything back. Uh, and then also cook again if you want your buffs back and that. And then, like, the dungeon areas are pretty straightforward. Kind of go along the path until you... Go along the path, keep fighting the enemies until you, you get to, the like, find the key that you need for the locked door. Or go around it until you find until you unlock the pathway that you have to go up to fall down to the, the correct zone. They're pretty straightforward, but it's still enjoyable. Okay. Uh, now, in terms of just like the like in-game content, like story-wise and stuff, what what are, what are we talking here in terms of like length? You think? I mean, I imagine you haven't obviously completed the game yet. So, you know, what what would you think in terms like what what kind of meat do we have here for this game? Base story-wise, uh, I've probably got because there's there's five five base. Uh, regions to go through where, like I said before, you're essentially going to try to conquer the lords uh, of each region. And so far, I'm on track for about six hours per region. Oh, okay. Uh, Pretty solid. So, yeah, I'm, I'm at about, like I said, I'm about 18 hours in, give or take, and I just completed the third region. Right. So... Twelve, I would say twelve more probably to complete the five regions. Assuming that's like, and that's assuming that there's not like, okay, I've completed those now. I have to go fight someone else, which I wouldn't be shocked by. I wouldn't either. I would assume it would be uh, okay. Well, I got them, uh, but now here's the puppet master behind all well, the that's a, that's the thing because the further I get in the game, because. Uh, find out very quickly the the lords of each region are are schmucks well they're (laughs) basically they're having all of the all of their the people that they've conquered and turned into slaves do all this manual labor in that because uh it's producing the or they're harvesting the astral energy from all of the uh all of the slaves so it's basically they're harvesting all the energy to make themselves more powerful, basically. Gotcha. And then uh, every every 10 years, a contest is held, and at the end of the 10 years, whichever lord harvested the most injury, energy becomes the new sovereign, which is the ruler of uh, this advanced race. So there's a So I'm assuming bad. that when I beat the five, I'm going to have to fight the sovereign, but I don't know that for sure. Okay. It's like that's just assumptions because... Like I said, I'm just kind of going through it and trying to figure it out as I go for the most part. Okay. Uh, final two questions from me on this. Uh, one, is this game a good introduction for someone who's never played Tales? I asked this with the demo, but now that you've actually got your hands on the full game, that you know, is this a good introduction for someone who's never jumped into a Tales game? And two, with what you've played so far, do you believe that this game is worth its full price or would you recommend people hold off for a sale? Uh, as far as full price, especially, I would say 
I, I would say for sure. Okay. Uh, especially with uh, the amount of the amount of time I've had in so far, I've got a pretty good idea of like the combat system of how it works from here. Right. And story wise. Story wise, like I said, it's a little it's a little shaky at first, but the more you get into it, the more uh the more kind of each character opens up. That's that's really where it's getting interesting because it's not necessarily like, okay, well in this in this area of the world this lord's treating his people necessarily like this. It's it's kinda like as your characters are getting to know each other better and getting more comfortable around each other, mm-hmm. their interactions become better. And then the way they interact with the people of each, uh, of each realm is, is interesting as well. Also the skits are, the skits are fantastic. Okay. Um, and the, the skits, if for anybody that hasn't played tales games, when you go, as you're walking around, uh, just like in the open areas and that through different story events or like just character interactions and that uh, you can hit the R1 uh, button on a PlayStation controller and it'll pull up like a little skit, which is basically just like a little character interaction where it's them having a conversation. Kind of similar to what they had in three houses, I guess like the support dialogues is similar to that. Uh, Yeah. It's in the same field. It's it's basically there, but like you can, in uh in the tales games, you can also just kind of let them build up, and then go as, watch as them all, and then just sit there and for like twenty minutes or something, just kind of go go through them, bang, 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 and have all of these interactions uh, pop up at once, which it's fun. I've been I've been letting them build up for the most part, and then uh, before like a big boss fight or something, I'll just sit there and be like, let's relax a little bit and watch some skits. Uh I, I just like a picture that they're outside the big boss's cat eye and they're just at a f- fire camp ready to share stories. <laughs> well, that's the other thing when you like uh, when you do when you do camp at a fire pit like in a, in one of the zones, like the characters will just start having a conversation. They can just it's like you can go through it real quick, mm-hmm. or like you can just skip past it, or you can sit there and they'll have like a little thirty second one minute conversation with each other, which most of those are enjoyable too. I've, I've been having fun with those. All right, uh, and as far as as far as if it's a good point for a new player to come in, I would say there's a pretty good chance of it. The story is not too complex; it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty straightforward story, and there's not a lot of crazy mechanics to it. For the most part, it's it's like uh, the combat is in a anytime you interact with an enemy, you get put in this little enclosed arena. And then it's just an action-based combat system where you have, uh, where each time you initiate like an attack, you can do four, I think it's four right now, uh, basic attacks, and then as many of your arts as you can string together, mm-hmm. and that, and you can extend them by uh, doing launching attacks and continuing with aerial attacks, uh, or by calling in. Uh, using the, like the directional buttons and that, and calling in like a support attack as well. That'll help extend it too. But other than that, it's just a matter of how f- how far can you string them together, and uh, just your personal preference on it from there. So it's n- it's not too complex, uh, but very enjoyable as it is. 
Okay, cool. Um, so you, you know, so just go ahead and if, if you're interested, pick it up at the full yeah, price. Yeah, I would say worth. I would say if, if, like, if you've looked at the trailers, if you looked at some of the gameplay, and look at it and go that that looks interesting, I'd give it a shot. It, there ain't there ain't no harm in doing it. As far as I'm concerned, you should be able to you should be able to get into it from here, and have a good time with it. If you had to give it a rating out of ten, what would you give it so far? For me right now, I'd say probably like an eight. Okay, that sounds about what I thought you were probably going to give it. Yeah, I'd say an eight. Well, it may it may go up up or down from here. Shaky, shaky beginning kind of knocked it down a little bit because it it's I accidentally skipped like one little interaction, mm-hmm. or like a little cutscene interaction, and that, that was that that's where I'm like the the beginning is kind of shaky because it's like skip one little interaction and it look it it almost seemed like I missed an entire like episode of a TV show almost <laughs> oh, okay. because it just it just ramped up from there I was like partially through it and I'm like what the hell happened in like these five dialogues that I skipped <laughs> miss one thing man and you just get completely thrown off and you have no idea what's going on yeah, that's like <laughs> I, went, I went back to it as well it's like I didn't really miss a whole lot it just kind of ramped from there <laughs> it was like all right time to get going yeah like let's speed it up we gotta catch you up let's let's go you gotta jump into it (laughs) all right well let's hop over and uh we'll let's go through the things that are in the room reel as always this is stuff that's just i I found on the internet just kind of bring it to your attention could be true could be fake we'll see first thing up is uh apparently suicide squad kill the justice league will be epic game store exclusive for on pc for the first six months this is a set to be announced at dc fandom so we'll see about that. Uh, new Infamous game is apparently in the works. 2023 is at the earliest for its release. Uh, Persona 4 Golden console port is likely to be revealed at Tokyo Game Show at the Atlas Conference. Zach, what's your thoughts on that possibility? I mean, they're sort of late, but okay. They are sort of late, yeah. I can agree to that. <laughs> I mean, cool. <laughs> would you would you pick it up on console? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I mean, there's a bit, most of the content that was added in Golden I've messed with in some form or fashion already, so I don't know. If I'm bored one weekend, maybe. Okay, fair enough. It's not already on console? No. No. Shit. Just uh, Steam and what, the PSP or yep. PS Vita or whatever? Yeah. Yep, that would be correct. So, uh, next little thing. Uh, apparently, there could be a potential Fall Guys Horizon collab coming soon. Uh, this was actually teased in the opening trailer for the showcase, and I did go and confirm this myself. Uh, at one point, if you pause, you can see four posters of one of the Bean characters in a Aloy outfit. Uh, so that that was teased. Oh. Uh, yeah. I was thinking the opposite. I was trying to figure out how the Fall Guys, like the little Bean guys, were going to be. Yeah, they're going to be new opponents. For uh, you. So I was looking at it, going, "How are they going to? How are they going to fight all these robot monsters?" Well, John, you don't know it because we see it from the screen, but their size is actually the size of freaking a long a long neck. Yeah, <laughs> just just imagine getting on Horizon and you have the giant long necks are walking around, but it's a giant bean character from Fall Guys. <laughs> So stupid. Uh, there is a potentially a uh, switch price drop coming soon from three hundred to two fifty. If that does end up happening, that would make sense because of the uh, OLED edition coming out soon. But it also would not make sense because Nintendo likes their money. So we'll see on that. Uh, and there's also apparently a new Twisted Metal game in development per VGC and Jeff Grubb. Uh, that's everything that we got in the rumor mill for this week. Uh, let's talk about some uh, quick news here. Then we'll jump over to the PS5 show. 
showcase. Uh, apparently, their uh, PC versions for Monster Hunter Rise and Neo: The World Ends with You have been rated in Korea, so those should be announced sometime in the nearest future. Life is Strange: two, uh, True Colors DLC credits confirm the return of two major characters. I will not say who, but I did see the characters that it is referring to. Uh, a couple, you know, a little bit of news here out of Platinum Games. Platinum recently said they'd be very interested in doing a Star Fox Zero port. Um, I don't know how possible that would be, considering Star Fox Zero requires you to use the gamepad and the TV. Uh, I don't know how that would transition or wh- what they would have to do controls-wise to try to transition that over to a Switch, and I think that is one holdup for that, and it's just Star Fox, for why it has not come over to the Switch yet, because it's one of the last few first-party uh, Wii U games that has not been por- ported. I think just like that... Xenoblade Chronicles X, and there may be like one other game that's notable in terms of Nintendo IPs on the Wii U that they have not ported up. Everything else has been ported up at this point. Uh, Platinum also came out and said that uh, it is not up to them what to say and when to say it involving Bayonetta 3. Uh, they, they further went on and said that they're ready to show stuff on Bayonetta 3 anytime, but it's not up to them. Apparently, the, uh, Nintendo is the one keep, keeping their mouth shut on that one. Keeping that cage locked with that collar. Yes, keeping that cage locked with that collar. Yep. So who knows when we'll see Bayonetta 3. It'll probably be four years from now. Well, Nintendo knows we want it, so now we can't have it. Yes. Exactly. Bingo. Uh, The Stardew Valley creator apparently has started working on his next game, uh, and he did say there are no more Stardew Valley updates at this time while he is focusing on his new game. Uh, John, you're a big Stardew fan. Does that disappoint you that there's going to be no more updates for the time being, or you're just like, hey, whatever, bring on the new game. Let's see what he got. I feel like he said that twice now. Couldn't and tell then you. It, and, then it, and then Stardew just keeps selling, and he's like, oh, money. Oh, boy, but, money. I mean, far as, I mean, as far as it goes, I mean, Stardew is great and all, but there's only so much you can keep working on that game with right. with uh, the limitations that it has because he's not going to go through and add in, like, a whole new, like, whole new, like, uh, kind of town areas and stuff like that to go to, to at this point. I mean... Work on a new game and let people play what they have. If they want more, yeah, it's on PC. People can mod it. Yeah. True. Uh, he did say that his new game is going to be like another you know, g- game in the same style as Stardew, but he did specify for everyone it will not be another farming simulator. So he did, he did go ahead and just lay the law on that one. So who, who knows what he's got cooking up his sleeve right now. Uh, and just a little friendly heads up is that apparently the next flight for Halo Infinite is targeted for September 24th. I think I'm going to try to get in this one. Uh, all you really need to do is sign up on Halo Insider. Uh, I think the deadline for this one is September 13th. So the deadline will pretty much already be here by the time this episode goes up. But, I mean, I'm, I'm going to sign up for it and see if I can get in and do the, the PC flight to try the multiplayer. I'm, I'm curious. Uh I mean, it it looks really fun, and I'm very excited for Halo Infinite. Um, With that said, uh, let's let's talk about the showcase, man. This showcase was a a beefy boy, had a lot of dope-ass announcements, mostly towards the end. Kind of a snooze fest uh, a little early on. I mean, there was a couple of... There was a couple of cool things early on. You know, John even fell asleep and then woke up to the IGN podcast. Very confused what year it was. Um, But, I mean, I, I could agree about probably, for me... 
I'd say like the 30 minute mark. I look, I look like, how long has this been going on now? It's like 30 minutes. Like, geez, man, this has been kind of boring besides a couple things. At least that was my take on it. Uh, but hey, it did kick off with a pretty big announcement, something that's been rumored for a while, something that a lot of people have asked for, and that was Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. Complete remake from the ground up. Uh, this is going to be PS5 console exclusive at launch. I did see that there is a PC version in development. I didn't see anything about Xbox, which is kind of funny considering the original was an Xbox exclusive, I think. Um, so I thought that was kind of, or it was at first, because that's what I saw. That I, I looked that up, and that's what I saw, that it was an Xbox, an original Xbox exclusive at first. Okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting, uh, that now it's going to be a PS5 exclusive, so how the tables have turned on that one. Uh, Aspire Media is apparently the one leading this remake, as, along with uh, Lucas uh, Films Games and SIE. BioWare is not going to be working on this. They're still just doing the MMO. You know, they're having fun over there doing their thing. Uh, it, I, I will be kind of curious to see what, how, how Aspire takes this because Aspire is not known to remake a game from the ground up like this. They're just, Aspire's good at remastering games. That's, yeah. that's their thing. So, but I know, I know it was a very brief trailer. It didn't really obviously show a whole lot. Uh, we just know that it is in development. From what I understand, it's very early in development. So, very, very early. So, but I know this is one of the most like beloved Star Wars games. Ever. So, it, hopefully they don't fuck it up. So. I mean, they shouldn't. I mean, the only way they can mess it up is if they completely trash it and ruin mechanics. That's true. That's true. Uh, we also got a pretty good a pretty good size length at a game called Project Eve. Uh, once this all popped up, I, I remembered, like, oh, yeah, this game was announced, like, two years ago, and I haven't heard a single thing about it since. Uh, it has kind of like a, like almost like a Bayonetta style yep. kind of gameplay. Um, John, what did you, did you guys have any thoughts on that? I thought it looked kind of cool. I mean, it seems interesting. My most surprising thing was it didn't have Platinum's name on it. <laughs> Fair enough. Because <laughs> honestly, while I was watching it, my first thought was Platinum game. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's kind of where I was at. I was I was literally watching it going. At first, kind of confused. I went, oh, it's kind of like Bayonetta, I guess. And then it kind of it kept going. I'm like, yeah, this, is, this has got to be Platinum. And then it wasn't, and I'm like, okay. What a plot twist. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move on now. <laughs> I mean, but it seems interesting. I may give it a look at once we get more details and future actually knowledge of when it will release. Uh, what about Forspoken? How did you guys feel on that one? I actually thought Forspoken looked pretty cool. I was very confused at first. Was it, Forspoken, this is the one where, like, girl kind of goes through the portal in yes that? okay yeah i yeah. was very confused <laughs> at first what was happening and then i started getting into it but then the like the abilities and everything as they're showing them off i don't i don't know if it was just me it's that all the abilities kind of clashing together and all the particles and everything they had going off it looked just strange yeah it didn't look right i don't know what it was I mean, to me, it seems like it could be interesting, but I'm with John here. I mean, it just looked off. I mean, it looked interesting, but it looked off yeah, to me. I was very intrigued by the premise, and from what they showed, I was kind of like, okay, I could probably get down with this. But as it kept going, I was like, they got to do something about how this looks, though. At least, like, when all the different, like, when she's doing, like, all the, like, ice crashing and stuff like that, I'm looking at it going, okay, that doesn't look quite right. Fix that, and I'm down. I don't know what it was, though. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry, I was looking something up. Okay. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic was Xbox exclusive. 
it, it was that and, and PC and Mac was the only and Android and iOS was the only stuff that it came out on. So I, I was just, I was just wanting to confirm, you know, because you you made me think otherwise with your extreme disagreement. I mean, you need to trust your research, man. <laughs> my research was a meme. <laughs> that was my research was a meme. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hey man, we have we have some great A stuff. I mean, stuff going on over here at Sparky. You should see the duct tape ring light we have for John. It's yeah, great. See, he he Googled Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and an Xbox like game box came up, and he went exclusive. <laughs> I was just going based off the meme that I saw. <laughs> That's all I was going off of. God, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, what'd you guys think of uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands? You actually got to see a lot of gameplay on this. I mean, all I heard was baby metal. That, okay, that's fucking true. <laughs> like, honestly, the Baby Metal song started, and I was like, I don't even care anymore. All right. Baby Metal. All right. I, all right, so speaking of that, I, I have a serious question for you guys. As someone who's never even spent 30 seconds in a Borderlands game, watching this, what the fuck is Borderlands? Like, is, is this, I understand this is like it's uh, like a spinoff, I guess, whatever, yeah. I get that. Is, is this style of whatever the fuck I watched, is that all, bo- What what is Borderlands? I mean, <laughs> Borderlands is a looter shooter where you pick one of a cast of fault hunters who each have an ability, then you get pick up a gun, and then you shoot everything that doesn't have a green health bar. As far as what it looked like... I mean, they went off the deep end on this one. Okay, so that that was well, that was kind of my question as, as, as well. far as far as like some of the like spell effects and everything they're shooting off. Borderlands three trended that way a little more, yeah, for the most part. But I mean, they the later games have kind of trended that direction in a sense. But for the most part, Borderlands itself is not necessarily that. Yeah, no, they're doing a weird blend of looter shooter fantasy. Okay. So they're still having some fantasy elements, but they're still going, well, we're a gun game, so you can have a sword and a, and a gun. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to make sure that, that if this was really just like its own fucking creation, because I was very, because like, I've seen a little bit about Borderlands stuff, whatever, you know, I've seen, you know, you know, Diaz play it when I lived with him, and I'm just like, I see this, and I'm like, what is going on right now? This looks like just an acid trip. Well, I mean, this is literally just them taking the Borderlands 2 DLC, Tiny Tina's Assault and Dragon Keep, which was a very well-received DLC where it was just you took a bunch of vault hunters with guns and tech abilities and threw them in a fantasy world called Bunkers and Badasses. And this is them going, people like that. Let's just make an entire game around Bunkers and Badasses. Okay. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) There's the weird moment like in there like trailer and that that they're showing where it shows the little chibi figures walking around on like a little pathway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, I was sitting there and I'm like, this is going to be fucking weird. Yep. <laughs> that was my thought watching the whole thing. I don't even know anything about it. I was like, this seems, this seems odd. Well, because it's not technically Borderlands. It's a, it's more or less the Borderlands universe is D and D. So okay. technically this is a bunch of people playing a board game. So shit can go anywhere. <laughs> Lovely. It just sounds like a giant meme. It is. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got another look at Rainbow Six Extraction because we definitely needed that. Uh, we got to see an actual trailer for Alan Wake Remaster. It was announced earlier this week, I believe, on Thursday. And uh, in this, uh, oh, not on Thursday, it was like uh, Tuesday. I think it was just Tuesday, Tuesday or Monday, because I, I had a clip for it and I took the clip down. 
because the clip was going to go up on Wednesday, and by that point it was already announced. Um, so, yeah, that, that was announced. We did get to see, like, an actual, you know, gameplay for it on during the showcase, so that was cool. Uh, GTA Five and GTA Online trailer, because we need more of that. Uh, but the interesting thing is that it, this uh, next-gen port did get pushed back. It was supposed to come out November 5th. It's now coming out of March of next year. So that was kind of interesting on why it's getting pu- uh, pushed back. Um, but, hey, I mean, whatever. Because they realized they already released something GTA this year. Uh, what? Yeah, I think it was a GTA Online update. Oh, yeah. Well, it was like a giant island or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. Uh, still no word on that trilogy. You know, we'll see when that ends up coming. But Never. Yeah, maybe never at this point. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we did get a pretty good lengthy look at Ghostwire Tokyo, which that was kind of cool to see because, you know, that was kind of a game that was, like, really radio Mm -hmm. silence for a while. And we finally got just the confirmation a couple months back that it was delayed to next year. Uh, So we actually get to see a good look at uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, Did you guys have any thoughts on that one? I mean, I had no idea what it was initially. I agree. (laughs) But after it said it, I was like, I'm down. (laughs) It did. It did actually look pretty cool, John. Uh, did you uh, Did you go back and watch this? Because I think you were. Uh, nope. You. you no, you he were, was you, awake. You were awake for this one. Well, this is when I started trending. <laughs> okay, trending this down. is when you started falling asleep. This is one when, when I started trending down. I didn't go back and see this one. Oh, uh, okay, okay. It does look pretty cool. It's good to see that we finally got something on the game because, like Zach said, we didn't know what the hell it was. We just knew that it was a game that's announced and it was fucking silent for like a year and a half or something. Uh, another look at Guardians of the Galaxy that, of course, is coming out in October. Uh, Blood Hunt was a game that was announced. I saw this and I immediately thought that might be a game you would like. Am I no. right? Or, no? Okay. Right. It's actually in early access right now, which on PC, so people can actually go and play it right now. Okay. Um, the only thing I was seeing was people are really salty because they're, the game's anti-cheat is jacked up in some way and it doesn't get removed if you uninstall the game. So people have been claiming it's some form of spyware. Oh, okay. I got you. Uh, we also got another look at Deathloop, which, man, we've seen so much of Deathloop here recently. It's about to drop this week. Um, yeah, and you're picking that up, aren't you? I'm planning to, yeah. It comes okay. out and releases on the 13th, so then I will puzzle my way through the same day over and over and over. All right, well, have a blast with that. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. <laughs> man, this is a game that has just gotten so much shown off recently. They're really trying to push this game. Because I, I just have a feeling it's not going to sell super well. I, I have that feeling. I mean, I could see it because it looks like a very niche type game. Yeah. I mean, if it flows as well as most of the technical trailers have shown and everything, I will be super happy with it regardless of how it plays. Fair enough. As long as it flows as well, regardless how the story and everything, I will have the time of my life of just bullshitting people with powers. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, We also got the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection there. That's early 2022. That's going to be PS5 and PC. Uh, Ken Amisa, uh, Aminasai, virtual exhibit. I didn't know what that was. It was very quick. Like it that, was. That was like what, like a 15, like not even that, maybe like a 10 second, like, oh, here you go. All right, let's move on. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, okay, well, all right, what's next? Uh, Ticha, uh, which I, looked like a cute little game. Were you going to turn into animals? You know, it was happening, and I was just like, this is the modern-day tack. <laughs> the modern-day tack. Uh, I know you, I know you're a fan of tack. I don't know why, because I hated that game. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know why I always bring that up, because I absolutely hated that game. You know, yeah, I did too. I, I, I played tack on the GameCube, and I, I was not a fan. Didn't they have, like, did they have two sequels for that? Or it was, you- like, three games. It was a three-game series. 
Christ. John's confused. I have like, no idea what y'all are talking about. Attacking the power of Juju, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Ring, ring any bells? Oh. No. no. Well, you said GameCube, and I'm no, like, I'm fair. out. Yeah, fair. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we did get a very cool surprise announcement. The, I, this one, uh, for, you know, had no had no build up for it. There was no rumors circulating or anything. Just completely left field. Uh, Marvel's Wolverine was a, uh, was announced. This is going to be by Insomniac Games. Um, this will be a PS5 exclusive, which is pretty dope. Uh, one thing I, I did see that got pointed out was a. It, it's it's up in debate if this is an actual tease for the character or not being in the game, but is there a potential Hulk tease? Because uh, in the bar, there was a license plate that uh, was HLK181, uh, which was Wolverine's first full debut versus the Hulk in the Incredible Hulk comics. Um, so, I mean, that's just either a reference, obviously, Wolverine's actual debut, or, hey, maybe Hulk could be in the game. I don't know. But um, I, I saw one person uh, throw up a, a comment, like a wish almost, for what they would like to see Wolverine be, where it's basically they're just like, I would, if they just made Wolverine days gone with claws, I would love it. You know, just riding around your bike, just playing, you know, doing Wolverine, doing whatever you're doing in this game. I Obviously, we don't know. The trailer was very short and, and just to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh, kind of see some comments from Insomniac post uh, the showcase about how the game is just going to be a very heavy-focused, story-driven game. Um, and with cutting-edge gameplay, as they said, you know, made a little joke there for them. Um, I, I, this, I, I mean, it's, with it being Insomniac, I automatically am super pumped up. Like, if it would have been Square or something... I don't know. We'll, we'll see how Guardians of the Galaxy goes to see if Square can ring me back in for, you know, Marvel games. I mean, you know, they're doing that. a good job because everyone's happy with Black Panther. Yeah, they are They are happy with Black Panther, and they did release a uh, roadmap here recently for the rest of this year, and Spider-Man is still on that roadmap. Uh, sometime between September and the end of the year, Spider-Man for PlayStation only is still on the roadmap. So, I mean, hey, you mean you got to give them props. They're doing their best to try to – not let the game just die, yeah. you know, kind of like what we saw out of No Man's Sky many years ago. They put in a lot of work to make sure the you know the trash release could still be a good game later on, and they've succeeded. Maybe they'll succeed with Avengers. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it can either go No Man's Sky direction or Anthem. Bingo. That is that is that is correct. You know, to think that we almost had a complete overhaul of Anthem, you know, update where they were going to completely make a new game, and then Bioware finally said, "All right, no, it's not worth our time. Pull the plug. Anthem's dead." The funny uh, thing on like about that is you gotta. It's like people don't think about it because of how successful the game is now. Remember Destiny Two at launch? Fair. You didn't have shit to do in that game. Yep. Yep. Like you you play it for like ten hours or something, and then and it's like all right, I guess I'm a PVP for the rest of my life. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> PVP until the next update, and just keep running the same but, three like strikes over and over again. But but now. People got a lot of shit to do in that game. People love that game still. There is definitely a lot of shit to do. Whenever, because with how little I play Destiny Two, when I randomly hop on, I feel so overwhelmed. Like I'm like, where do I go? Where do what do I even start with? What do I do? Remember when the fourth DLC was going to be the last DLC? Yep. Well, yeah. The thing with that is, it's like now look at it. It's like that game. I don't know how old that game is now. Several years yeah. at this point. Yeah. But I mean, hell, Avengers is still what. This is it's still first year. Yeah, it, it just passed its one year anniversary. It's like it's, it's it's a year, and seems like they're doing pretty good so far, at least considering Rebuild, the conditions. Rebuilding right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like took them took them a little bit, but seems like they're getting their shit together. They're figuring it out. 
<laughs> They'll get there eventually. Every, everybody that tries to make these type of games fucks up at first. That or you just don't hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, true, like, true. The Division 2 came when it came out. Oh, you I forgot he, about that one. Everybody forgets about it because it didn't get any press because it came out and no one had any complaints. Yep. No one complained and that game just did well. Mm-hmm. And then now Period. you don't hear about it. But nobody ever complained. Yeah, I, I remember Division 2. There was a couple glitches, but it didn't get big. They quick patched and everyone was like, all right, we're good. Yeah, and then I assume it's still going to this Yeah, day. it is. Yeah, it it's is. It's still going. That's that's a successful launch for you. That's that's a, that's what you want. That's a perfect launch. You just don't hear about the good ones. Yeah, which is unfortunate sometimes. Uh, but no, Marvel's Wolverine. That was a pleasant surprise. And it for me personally, as, as watching this, it, it had such a quick turnaround for me in in the span of like that minute or two. Because like we get the Wolverine tease, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah, that's gonna be super cool. Let's go. And then I'm, you know they're showing Grand Turismo Seven, which hey got a release date for anyone that's a fan of that, uh, March fourth of next year. You know, they're showing that off, whatever. And I, I, I literally said to myself, I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, now that we got uh, Marvel's Wolverine by Insomniac, we probably won't get the Spider-Man 2 tease. And as soon as I said that, Grand Turismo 7 ended and the Spider-Man 2 tease started. And I fucking popped off. I was so, re- I'm so ready for this. Uh, the biggest takeaway for me, PS5 exclusive. That is, that, is, that, that is what we want. You know, Zach, we were talking about this last episode about how we're, we're going to get to the point very, very soon where this whole cross-gen stuff that we're, that they've had issues with mm-hmm. isn't a thing of the past. Yeah. You know, and this showcase is now telling us that, yes, this will be a thing of the past. We are going to start hard defining that line between our two consoles, which is what, obviously, what they've always done before and what we would expect. Um, so, you know, the Marvel Spider-Man 2 tease, of course, Get to see some uh, cool action with uh, with Peter. Clear, you know, he uh, obviously brought in some uh, some uh, Doc Ock arms as part of his suit. Now, you know, okay, makes sense. Uh, you got to see some more action out of Miles Morales as well, and then then Venom, Venom being revealed. Which, uh, if you know, if you've played the first Spider Man game, you knew Venom was going to be a major factor in the second one from the from the from the final credits. And same thing if you played Miles Morales, if you just saw those final credits, same thing. You know, Venom was going to be a major factor. Plus, just from Insomniac talking about it before because i know when i remember when uh, spider-man launched uh back in what 2018 uh one thing they talked about is why there was no black suit in the game it's just because they were just like well we just feel like the black suit is such an iconic and important suit that it just shouldn't be an extra suit in the game it needs its own storyline yeah so that said we we knew that this was going to be a major factor in the second game i i I thought it was super cool that we flat out got the reveal for venom in this that was super that was super cool and Safely assuming who it's going to be based on what we saw in the first game and Miles Morales, uh, I, I I keep I'm I'm horribly trying to rack my brain about who who could be who 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 is talking in that. I thought it was just Craven the Hunter, no idea. But that's one thing that I, I keep coming back to is who the fuck is talking in that. I'm pretty sure whoever's the host of Venom was talking. I uh, no because well the host of Venom would be uh, just. Ah, oh, fuck it. It's a couple of years. It, it should be Harry. That was not. Yeah. That was not Harry's voice. I mean, you don't know if they did a recast. That that definitely sounded like it would have been Craven based on the accent. Is what is what I'm saying. The one yeah. that's just like you know, no one's challenged me to this point. Whatever. That's why I think it'd be just Craven the Hunter. That's that's who I think it's probably going to be. Because I would imagine he'll he could uh, be part of the game. Uh, I, I would very safely assume Green Goblin's going to be in the game. Then of course we already knew Venom. Uh, then I'm kind of curious if we'll see any other. Uh, you know, uh, the past villains bring in because uh, Spider-Man, 
the first game had it had a lot of teases when you're finding like uh, all the backpack collectibles of where Peter's already fought ex villains like Mysterio. He's already fought Mysterio. He's mm-hmm. already fought you know the lizard. You know that's all stuff he's already done before. And the, you know just based on little backpack stuff that you could find, you can find a piece of Mysterio's helmet and shit. So I'm kind of curious if they'll come back into play. But I think the one narrating that trailer, I think that was Craven, which that'd be pretty cool. Craven's a really cool villain that I don't feel like gets enough limelight today in my opinion so it would be cool to kind of put him up in the spotlight kind of similar to what they did with mr negative because i mean most people myself included when all the mr negative was first revealed no one knew who the fuck he was Uh i I didn't know who he was i had had to do some research on it so you know craven is obviously a very notable villain but get kind of giving him some more spotlight in this game would be pretty cool but uh with if that was craven he was the one narrating i'd be i'm very curious to how he necessarily kind of fully plays in the story if we're safely assuming that Venom could potentially be the main antagonist or Green Goblin. I don't know. I I just know I'm super pumped for this game. It is set for 2023 right now is kind of what they're looking at. Or Venom's a red herring and he's actually just another playable character and it's actually the other symbiotes. See, that would be super cool and that was a thought that did cross my mind is is Venom going to be playable? Uh, You know, kind of like uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. That was my favorite Spider-Man game of all Spider-Man games until Marvel Spider-Man. And, you know, you just go back and forth between Peter and Venom. And Venom was so fun to play. Just rampaging around the city and climbing buildings and shit. It was, it was so fun. So that was a thought that crossed my mind is, you know, will Venom be playable? That would be so cool. You know, John, how, how do you feel about it? You know, I know you were a big, you know, I know you really enjoyed that game as well. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on the Venom reveal? What's your thoughts on Venom potentially being playable? I don't know so much about Venom being playable. I mean, it'd be very interesting... If if you could play as Venom, you'd be rotating between three characters. Yeah, that's, like. so that's that's a thing. That's where it might get a little sketch. It's, it, yeah, it already it, it already looks like you're gonna be able to rotate two characters. Yeah, uh, three three. Well, doesn't seem like it would be adding a whole lot more to that. Well, then you're gonna just always have one that you're not really touching unless you absolutely have to. At that point, because if if you're playing out of like, if you can rotate freely between the two Spider-Men, are you going to pick your favorite one and play him most of the time? Right. For the most part. And then you add Venom into that, and it's like you don't have one character that you don't have to unless the story makes you. Which, I feel like for the most part, if you're, if you're just rotating between two, you'll, you'll flip back and forth a little bit at least. Yeah. Uh, and then I, it's like hearing you sitting there talking about it, I'm like, man, I should probably go back and play this game because I don't remember any of these story points for the most part. <laughs> I also just replayed I it recently. Say, I, did, I played the remaster here just recently. I was like, it's been a while since I've played it. Uh, but I did I did recently go back to Miles Morales in that. Mm-hmm. But, and it's one of those things where you, as soon as you start playing, you remember, oh, yeah, this is what this is like. Right. This, this is why I enjoyed this game. But I'm, it's like I'm excited for it. I'm going to have to go back and play it again. Probably closer to when it... Uh, the release date for it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But I am interested in it coming out. I am interested to see what they actually end up doing with it. Yeah, I'll be curious as well because, like you were saying with the whole backpack collectibles from the first Spider-Man game, the whole thing with Spider-Man is that this is an experienced Peter Parker. Yep. So technically, he's probably fought Venom at least one other time before is is a possibility. They could. It is a possibility. I, I, I don't think that's the case, but you're right. It is a possibility. I mean, it could be a possibility. I mean... It might be the first encounter of Venom, which honestly to me is sort of weird considering the rest of his rogue gallery is already in this. Right. And then the whole, hey, Spider-Verse, Miles is here. He's still new, but Miles is here. Yeah. 
And, you know, going into that second game, you know, I, like I was kind of already uh, mentioned, talked about, I'm just curious who else is going to be brought into this. You know what I mean? Because, you know, there's a lot of story, there's a lot of different story points from the first one that still needs to be kind of like brought over. Because I know one, of course, is uh, with Yuri. You know, how is Yuri going to play into this entire game? Because with how the final DLC ended, she's basically gone rogue. She's going to do her thing and she's going to become her comic ego of, of Wraith. Uh, who kind of flirts the lines of, of being a villain and just kind of being a you know somewhat of a hero, mostly kind of a villain. So, you know, with how Yuri, how her mental state kind of went down with the last two DLCs of the first game, you know, it seems like she's going to definitely kind of be flirt with that villain side. So, where is Wraith going to play into the story? You know, where's DLC? Black, I mean, maybe where's Black Cat going to play into the story? Because Black Cat with the first DLC of Spider Man just kind of left that very open ended. How is that going to play in? Uh, and then, you know, is Doc Ock going to make any sort of appearance or is he just going to stay in jail and just call it, call it good there? You know, there's, there, there are so many different things that could be, that could be, that could be brought into this. You know, what other side villains? Like, is Mysterio going to be in here? Is the Lizard? Is Sandman? You know, like, I don't know. I, I'm just so immensely pumped. Spider-Man is one of my favorite games of all time. And seeing this trailer just got me so excited, especially since it will be a PS5 exclusive. So everything will be built for the PS5, the, you know, DualSense controller and everything. You know, so, so excited. 2023 cannot get here soon enough. And uh, at this point, I still like to remind people that Alex does has arachnophobia. That is true. <laughs> I have terrible arachnophobia. Terrible. Uh, one last little tidbit on the Marvel Spider. I did really enjoy after the Venom shot. I really enjoyed the shot of the the white spider with the completely black screen. Yeah, because that's obviously just a tease for Peter getting the black suit. So that was a that was a nice little closeout for the trailer. Uh, and then, of course, the showcase to no one's surprise ended with uh, God of War Ragnarok. One, confirming that Ragnarok is the title, as we all safely assumed it was. I don't really know why there was a ton of question on that to begin with. Uh, we actually got a pretty good look at the game, though. Yeah, no, like, there was it, quite a bit in there. Yeah, like it wasn't just like a, here's a 30 seconds of tease, tease you a little bit. Like, no, we're going to actually show some of the game off to you. And then even after the showcase, they had like an interview with uh, the guys at uh, Sony Santa Monica talking about the game. And then even after that releasing, you know, images online of, we got to see our first look of Thor in the images that were released online, which a lot of people were not happy about, you know, because it is a, it is a beefy boy. That's a, that is a, that is a unit of a character, but, you know, a lot of uh, everyone's just kind of upset because it's basically not like just chiseled like Chris Hemsworth. It's or not something. a blonde Australian. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's pissed off about that, you know. And, you know, even in like the interview, they did say that, oh, you know, Thor is going to have red hair. You know, that we're kind of going more accurate to the Norse mythology. Get excited for it, whatever. And you see the picture and he's like this. He's like he's this fat guy with red hair. And everyone's just like, what the fuck? You know, they're like, why aren't they doing this? It's just like. Yeah, it's kind of like what, you know, me, you, and Josh, me, we were chatting last night, and Josh is like, you know, every, everyone thinks that, like, Thor is meant to be, like, what we, what we see in Marvel. Like, you know, a chiseled, like, real buff, ripped Thor didn't really come into play until Marvel. Yeah. You know, so this is going more accurate to uh, what Thor is supposed to look. Plus, you know, hey, if you're, like, a massive, like, God of War fan and you played the first game, they already teased that he was going to be fat anyway. Because when his statue gets destroyed in the first game, you know, the, the head was just like, oh, he, she didn't like the fat blubber anyway. So it was already teased. So it was already there. I mean, you, know? you say teased. Probably people thought it was ironic because they thought he was like chiseled. No, I mean, yeah. 
But, uh, I mean, uh, like I said, got a good look of the game. Got to, you know, they were going through some towns and stuff. Artreus, you know, of course, you know, was, you know, kind of growing up a little bit. Some time has passed. And I am curious how much time has passed. I don't know if I caught that. I don't know if they, they mentioned how much time has passed. Uh, in terms of, like, what we're going to be able to necessarily do, I did see that they said all realms was going to be open which is cool because I know in the first game there were some realms that you just could not go to. I don't remember how many. Maybe John knows. I don't know. I was um, just trying to think of that. And I yeah, I, there was there was a handful that was closed. I just don't remember which. I don't. I don't remember which ones. Of course, I don't remember how many. I think we went to four. Right. I think we went to four in the first game. Yeah, and really, you, we mostly just kind of went to three because the fourth one was obviously the one at the end, and it was super quick. Of course. Yeah. Good. So I would assume. If, if all are open, assuming that we're not going to Asgard, even though there's the chance we could, I'd assume four more. Right. Uh, we did get a look at the uh, the Norse God of War in this as well. Seems like he's going to maybe kind of work with you a little bit, potentially. Um and uh, I mean, overall, like it looked great. It looked as exactly as you would as you would hope it as hope it would. Also, random shout out here because it just crossed my mind. T's and P's to the family of one of the game engineers. Cannot remember his name. Who basically designed all of the mechanics behind the axe for Kratos. He passed away recently. Just random shout out there. Cannot remember his name. That's my fault. I'm a great host of the show. Uh, but John, you know, you're a diehard God of War fan. Everything that they showcase with this, you know, how, how are you feeling on it? Because you know, I, I, you know, God of War. The 2018 was really like my first God of War that I really got into, and I enjoyed the game. I'm definitely looking forward to this. It's gonna be a day one pickup, but you know, I mean, you're a diehard fan, so like, how how do you feel about everything they showed off with this? The trailer was really interesting because it's like as it progressed, it kind of shows you okay, we it, it's kind of the the getting you back into it, letting you know because it, it starts Kratos, Atreus comes up through the snow. And then it's like, as it goes, we get more and more shots of the characters we met in the first game. Yeah. Or like in 2018, which is basically just like a nice little nod of like, yeah, we're all coming back. And mm. we're, it's like, we are we are going to be back here. But it's like some of the most fun things in the trailer were like the moments of uh, like using the using the chains to, like, grab up to the top of the ledge instead of having to climb up them. Yeah, yeah. And then just, like, jumping over it, uh, showing showing the fact that, yes, it does. It's like we do have the chains. We do have the axe. We do have everything. So we should be starting at the same powerful point that we ended the first game with, mm-hmm. which, is a, which is a fun note because none of the other ones have done that. Well, it's like you always start there, and they immediately strip it away from you. But it doesn't look like they are, which means we're going from this point. What's our next step? What are we getting now to make us even stronger? Or are we just finding more interesting ways to use what we have? Yeah. was kind of one of the fun things I took away from it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the interesting... One of the interesting things was, like, going through what looked to be kind of like towns in that, like you said. Yeah, yeah. That's... It's like that's nice because that's just something we we haven't really seen in God of War before. That's really. what I was gonna ask because you know, it's, like I said, since I'm so like not as much into the former God, I was gonna ask you that: is that completely different? Because I feel like that's completely different for yeah, God of War. That's fairly new because at least from my knowledge, God of War's never really had hubs. Okay, they've yeah. had like small little areas where you can look at stuff, but never had like an actual hub to walk through. Okay. Yeah, which is what this look like, which is completely different mm-hmm. it, it looks like okay well this is where you're gonna go and kind of take care of things when you 
when you want a little break. Right. But, I mean, overall, it looks great. And the fact that Atreus, we are seeing that Atreus is growing up. We do get the kind of voice change with him, and he is starting to actually express opinions instead of just kind of like, yelling and kind of crying on the sidelines <laughs> Fair. and having to be told exactly what to do. He seems to, he seems like he might actually have some thought behind what he's doing now. So he, I, know, I, know, I know there was the tidbit of him saying he wants to know what, what Loki is. Who is he? Yeah. See, my little line I took from the trailer was when he was yelling at Kratos going, I don't need you to think like a father. I need you to think like a God. That I love that line. That was a good line. Yeah. I love that line. Uh, speaking of the oh, voice thought, change, one thing that's interesting. General. Yeah, you're right. He did say general. My yeah, bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. The god one would have been a dope-ass yeah. line. But the general one's good, too. Uh, but speaking of the voice change, one thing that's cool that is it's just the same voice actor. So, like, the voice change is just literally just puberty. Yeah. So, and, that's I mean, pretty it's, cool. It's, I mean, it's, it works perfectly. It's just a nice a little addition to, yeah, time actually has passed. Yeah. It's like we're not having to recast anybody. We're keeping them. And this is just the progression of this character now. Yeah. Uh, two little tidbits that I, you know caught that I thought was kind of interesting is, you know, obviously with the game being called Ragnarok, you know, one of the questions they got in the interview is, will Ragnarok be happening? And they're just like, well, I mean, with that being the title, it, of course, Ragnarok is going to happen. Uh, but the other thing that he kind of followed up on and talking about is that he, 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 he I don't remember the exact quote, but the, he said that this game is going to wrap up the Norse story for, for Kratos which I kind of caught me a little bit off guard. I, I kind of felt like maybe we, this would have been like a trilogy. But it, from the way that he kind of said that and the way that he kind of continued talking about what to expect out of this game for the story made it seem like 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 this is it for this story in terms of like everything going on with the Norse gods. So I did think that was kind of interesting because, like I said, I really thought we probably would have got a trilogy personally. I mean, makes sense. They have other mythologies to go destroy. Yeah, yeah. it's got to keep – got to go fuck them up one by one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm not too surprised by them saying it would be – this one should wrap it up because kind of like even in the trailer, he's like Kratos is kind of of the opinion of I'm not, it's like, I'm not here to start shit with them. They're doing it to me. I'm just trying to end it. <laughs> I'm just it, trying to live my life. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm here. They won't leave me alone. He's going to be coming after me. So let's get this over with. <laughs> Which is still just a great switch from the Kratos of the Olympi Olympian gods. Yeah. Which is, it's, Fascinating to see because that attitude of him, of him just being like, I just want to do my own thing. Now all these gods are coming after me. I guess we're doing it again. <laughs> it's like God it's damn like, it. It's like we're gonna we're gonna do it until they stop coming after me, and then we're gonna leave and try to go find somewhere to start over. And yeah. that it, <laughs> we, it might happen it again. again. <laughs> Very likely to happen again. It's at this point, it's just it follows him. Yeah, everywhere he goes, man, he's never going to get a damn break, this poor guy. All I just picture is Kratos and freaking Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for this shit. Right? <laughs> it's like, I can't keep doing this damn shit. God damn it. Yeah. I just want to relax. But yeah, the other mythologies, it'd be, it, it's interesting. I wouldn't, it's like I'm kind of expecting them to want to go tackle some other ones, especially because, like, in the first game, through a lot of, like, the scenes where you're going through the, kind of the temple and down the elevators and mm -hmm. that, there was all the different depictions of the, like tear traveling through the different uh, and talking through the, the different times and the different areas of the world. I wouldn't be surprised if after the events of this game of Kratos, uh, if, if Kratos makes it through this one, that he moves off and tries to find somewhere else in the world to 
to kind of uh, settle down out, and maybe it happens again. Or maybe hell, maybe Atreus just goes off, and then we're after we're following him. Yeah, and you know that was actually going to be a question for you because I know when we talked about some like rumors and stuff involving God of War a while back, uh, one thing that we talked about was the possibility of getting to play between Atreus and Kratos in this game. Obviously, with this gameplay trailer, it was still very focused from Kratos's perspective. You know, do you still think that's a possibility, and they're just completely hiding it for, from you for the time being, or do you think that's going to be off the table at this point? Not necessarily off the table. I I would think that if it if it does become something that happens, that's like end of the game. Okay. Like end of the game transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it look, it, I mean, at least for now, it looks like we're they're sticking us with Kratos. We're playing Kratos again, but they're like we did mention there is. Uh, Atreus wanting to find out who Loki is, what he's supposed to be. So it's like, I have a feeling during this game, that's going to be part of what we're doing. At least uh, maybe by happenstance along the way. And maybe we find that maybe we kind of transition with him at some point. Okay. Uh, I I, I do think it would be cool to be able to get a chance to play as both characters, you know, with a primary focus on Kratos, of course. Uh, but you know, but I'm with you. I am very curious on that aspect if if that is going to be a thing or not. And I'm and depending on how, where, how this story plays out and stuff, I was just kind of curious where are we going to go next? You know, like you said, they're just going to go somewhere else. And another fucking mythology they're going to have to fuck up, like Zach said, or or what? See, if we were going to go somewhere else, I would personally hope for the Chinese mythology because I felt like that'd be very entertaining. See, that's that's the interesting that, that thing would. about the about the the way they've kind of built this world up. Uh, and uh, uh, I believe uh, Corey has said this before, the uh, game director, that the way he envisions the world is all of these different mythologies are just different regions of the world where people believe yeah. this certain way. So mm-hmm. he, it's like wherever he goes in the world, he's as, as long as he goes far enough away, he's encountering a new, a new set of deities, basically. Yeah. So I mean, Chinese would be an interesting one. That would be actually. I would, I'd, I would like him to do something like that, something a little less known, and kind of let us. It's like have some fun with it. Say I said Chinese, but then I really thought about it, and I was just like, I would could go for either Chinese mythology, or we can go a little bit deeper in Indian mythology. I thought you were gonna say Indian. Uh, that's it's exactly where my brain went. Because Indian mythology is very. Very not well known, at least in Western context, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. And Indian mythology gets friggin' weird, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look into that. I didn't know that it got super weird because my education on it is very limited. But uh, I mean, overall, like, I mean, what, how how do you guys feel about the showcase? I mean, John, you fell asleep, but I mean, I mean you the, got your the, wins the, at the, the end. The, the parts of it that I watched were <laughs> they were really either really good or kind of like okay i mean the beginning the beginning of the showcase the forespoken i mean that was probably the best thing that i saw in the, in the early stages i, I of agree it. actually forespoken did catch my and that was like that was the only thing in the whole beginning where it's like okay this everything else eh, all right when are we gonna get to the really yeah cool stuff? of like the first 30 minutes or so before i fell asleep that's the only thing that really caught my eye right what about you zach what was your just <laughs> overall thoughts of the whole thing i mean overall personally i thought it was a good showcase 
I mean, it's got me more excited for the years to come. This year's still sort of shot for PlayStation. Yeah, this year sucks. <laughs> um, so, I mean, going forward after this year, I mean, makes me really think about PlayStation stuff being good and actually hoping that more PS5s come out because I'm not going to scalp or... Fuck yeah, fuck that. I'm not going to either scalp or sit down and just be like, where's the deal? Where's the deal? My God, where's the deal? Yeah, and just keep hitting reload. That's what I had to do to get mine. Yeah, I will say the showcase did... Did the thought finally crossed my mind of, I need to get a PS5. Right. Yeah, same. First time that's happened for me, so I'm like, I'm, I might actually have to start looking looking a little more now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I've got that same thought for an Xbox right now, is that eh, I need to get an Xbox at some point. I guess the Xbox has a lot of good stuff coming out over the next couple of years for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- this was a very good showcase. You know, Mar- I'm very happy that we got the Marvel Spider-Man 2 tees. I've been calling for that one for a little bit now. Uh, the Wolverine was a big, big, big surprise. That one came out of nowhere. Very excited about that. And also just like, what what else could, uh, what else is Marvel looking at? You know, not necessarily saying what what is Marvel looking at for Insomniac, but just what else are they potentially looking at? I mean, we got Guardians of the Galaxy. We got Mar- we got the uh, Wolverine. We've already got Spider-Man established. Avengers working their way back. What else could Marvel want to do right now? Try and reignite Fantastic Four. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was starting to say it, and I was like, I'll let him finish real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that that is an interesting thought. Fantastic Four, I mean, maybe get, you know... I, and it's, you know, kind of a, a you know very popular here. But what about you know maybe like a Punisher game? Because I know there's a, um, a Neil of uh, head of Mo- uh, Naughty Dog. He would love to do a Punisher game that I, I did see. Uh, maybe Daredevil, Black Panther. You know, you know what 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 is Marvel looking at right now for for possible games? And so Wolverine was super cool to see. I'm really excited to see more on that one. But that one is. That one is really just like to kind of set you up where it's just like, hey, this is what we're this is what we're doing, but it's going to be a while. If Spider-Man Two is probably coming out in twenty twenty three, I would not expect Wolverine until at least twenty twenty four. No, based on what we got, I feel like it was just an announcement, and they're just now getting started on it. Yeah, and uh, with them working on those two games, you know, they did Miles Morales end of last year. They just released Ratchet and Clank. I feel like now since we got both of these reveals from Insomniac. We're not going to hear anything from them for a while. Like this is them basically just kind of shutting the door. It's like, all right, guys, see you later. We'll we're gonna go we're gonna go to work. Don't mind us. Just forget that we exist for a little bit. We'll be back eventually. And that's 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 what I think is probably going to be. We're not going to hear anything from Somniac for which a while. is usually how Insomniac works. Exactly. That's 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 their thing. But hey, man, they're carrying the the PlayStation generation on their back right now for the time yeah. being. They they've been carrying the PS5 generation so far with it, with a couple of those a couple of launches. I feel like with with Wolverine, the the big the big dependence on like how far out it actually is because it's like you guys said it's far out at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But it depends on the type of game and the style of game that they're going for. Mm-hmm. If they like if they're trying to do something something in the same like visual style as as say like a uh, a Spider Man or that, they've got a basic framework that's just that they can work from. It depends on if they want to go with something a little, little grittier though. Mm-hmm. They want to do something like that. They've got a, they got a long way ahead of them. Yeah. And that is true. And that's a, that's a question that everyone has is what's the game? What's this game going to be? Cause we naturally assume it's going to be like some open world game. Cause that's what Spider-Man, that's what oh, we assume. I, I was 
kind of the opposite. I'm like, I don't necessarily want that because while Spider-Man's swinging through the city and all that, what's Wolverine going to do? He's going to ride a bike around? He's going to run through the streets? He's gone with claws. It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, if it was like a, a, like a nighttime game or something like that mm-hmm. where you're kind of traveling around, that makes more sense. But is this going to be like in a city? Is this going to be traveling around? Right. That's, that's the real thing. Yeah, just going around as Logan, you know, riding your bike. You can drop in in some bars, get some drinks, and go fuck some people up. Have a great time. So, uh, but, I mean, that, that does it for the show. Uh, we hit everything that we need to hit. Um, John, Zach, you boys got anything to say before we kind of get out of here? All I really got to say is like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. If you are watching this on YouTube, you can hit that subscribe button. And if you really like what's going on on YouTube, you can hit the bell and it'll notify you anytime we upload a video or clip. Anytime on YouTube.com slash Sparky3. Uh, As far as me, I'm not much to say. Just glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me back. I'll uh, probably going to head out of here soon and try to go finish off some Tales of Arise. Oh, there you go. Got to jump back into that. I did, uh, for me, I did uh, start another playthrough of Red Dead Redemption 2. I saw that earlier. Yeah. That kind of shocked me. <laughs> I, I've, I've had the itch for it, so I did hop into that. Uh, having a lot of fun with having a lot of fun with that right now. Uh, but hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the showcase. Comment down below your favorite parts of the showcase. What's your thoughts on what Wolverine could be? What's your thoughts on what could be in Spider-Man 2? What's your thoughts for God of War Ragnarok? What do you think Marvel could be looking at next for a superhero game? Let us know. We would like we'd love to chat with you. Uh, with that said, until next time, guys, have a good one. Bye.